Inhabit Pamela Sweetwater 233A greeted the man pretending to be her husband at the front door of their residence. Honey, I'm home. He said. His left arm was holding a shiny stack of wrapped gifts while his right arm was behind his back. Darling, I have missed you so much. She told the man playing the part of her husband. She kissed him on the cheek. His performance was very convincing. It should be, for what she was paying for it. Pamela began reciting the dialogue she had submitted to Enmity the previous day. You are home early today, she said. I took the afternoon off. I wanted to get home as soon as possible to bring you these. He said holding up a large bouquet of red roses he had hidden behind his back. They're beautiful. Honey, you shouldn't have. What's the occasion? She said. Upon seeing the roses she couldn't stop worrying about what this was going to cost her. It's the second anniversary in our residence. Don't tell me you forgot. He scolded, shaking his finger at her while she hugged her bouquet. The smell of the flowers was intoxicating. It made her want this to be real more than anything. She turned to look out the window at their amazing view. Her skirt and apron twirled perfectly just like in the old movie she fell asleep to the night before. Of course not. I love Sweetwater so much. She told him still staring out the window and trying to imitate the actress of last night's movie perfectly. Smiling as genuinely as possible, she said, I could get used to this little piece of wonderful. Smiling back, he walked over to the refrigerator. This was something that always made her a little nervous. He took out a bottle of sparkling wine and collected two glasses from the cupboard. Thankfully, she had purchased the wine and knew how much it cost. There wouldn't be any ridiculously inflated charge on her account if it was something she already had in the residence. Let's toast to happiness and many more years at Sweetwater. He said, pouring two glasses and handing one to her. To Sweetwater. She said draining her glass and starting to walk over to the kitchen to pour herself another. How long before the kids get home? He asked her. Their transport should be here at half past three, she said using the less accurate, but more charming expression. Her children would actually arrive at 1537 hours. There is plenty of time to take this celebration into the bedroom then. He said smiling at her. Finally. The one thing that would be worth the ridiculous prices they charged her. She thought to herself. She didn't want to waste any time. Right here is fine, she told him motioning to the sofa. My wild, little Pammy. He grinned at her while loosening his tie and unbuttoning his shirt collar. Pamela cringed a little. She would have to remember to change her nickname with the service. People calling her Pammy drove her crazy. It was what her mother called her and it ruined the illusion she was enjoying. Now she was too aware of what was really going on. Her pet name was another one of those overlooked settings she needed to adjust. Pamela thought maybe pumpkin or, or cupcake might make her happy. Leaving her apron on she took off her skirt and panties and laid down on the sofa. Was dad here? Her son asked her. Yeah, of course, he was, she told him. I think he left something for you two in your bedrooms, she pointed toward the hallway in their rooms. Cool. Tristan said as he took his younger sister's hand and pulled her toward the hall. Let's go see. He cheered. Oh. He also said he was so happy to see how well you both were doing in school. Or something like that, 
she said to their backs as they sprinted down the hallway holding hands. She hoped the gifts were not extravagant ones like he had tried to sneak past her last time. Did he get some sort of commission? She didn't know why she let herself spend so much. It was hard to remember when it even started. Enmity had offered her the basic plan included in her bereavement package. It was part of the life insurance they provided to all their employees. But soon it didn't feel like enough. She wanted more. And it all cost so much. Tristan and Elise returned from their bedrooms trailing wrapping paper and holding their bright shiny now unwrapped gifts over their heads. No way. Her son said. Laser battles in the forbidden zone. What did daddy get you, Lisey? She asked her daughter. Ponies. Elise said holding the box over her head. She jumped up and down following the lead of her older brother. Pamela was amazed by her daughter's performance. Make sure you do your homework before you play with those, she told her kids. Mommy needs to do some shopping before dinner. They ran back down the hall still holding their gifts high overhead. She imagined them rushing through the day's homework assignments to get to the fun stuff. But the reality was they probably took already completed homework out of their school bags to sit in front of. Just in case she decided to check on them. She brought up the shopping browser on her visor and began flipping through her favorited meals for delivery. If they were only pretending, then she would pretend a little too. The next week her husband arrived with a hazelnut cheesecake and gourmet coffee. She was paying for weekly visits now. It was just easier to not have to think up so many excuses to tell the kids between the long periods of no activity in the monthly schedule. She knew it wasn't even necessary to bring up their father's absence. It was just another one of those little details that made everything feel so much more real. The coffee was brewing and he was looking for something with which to serve the cheesecake. She walked into the kitchen and picked up the cake. How many stupid preferences do I need to update? She asked him looking with disgust at the cake. I can't stand hazelnuts. She was holding the cheesecake in one hand and walked over to him. Plain. Plain cheesecake. Not hazelnut or praline or caramel ribbon. Plain. She took the dessert and smashed it into her husband's face twisting it deeper by turning her wrist. The plastic cake pan slid off of his face and onto the floor. Without any reaction, he wiped the smashed cheesecake from his face and into the sink. Then he brought up something in his visor and began calmly gesturing into it. This was going to cost her. Feeling embarrassed at her behavior, she went down the hall and locked herself in the bathroom. A few minutes later a gentle knock came at the bathroom door. Pumpkin, I need to get back to work. Busy day today. He told her. Yeah sure, was all she said in reply. After he had gone, she cautiously left the bathroom and went back to a now completely spotless kitchen. A cup of coffee sat steaming on the counter for her in a self-heating cup, with a plain cookie sitting on the edge of the saucer. How do you think you got here? She asked her son. I don't mean today. How were you made? Pamela and Tristan were sitting on the sofa together. She covered her lap with a blanket that matched the decor of the room perfectly. They told us about this in school. Her son told her. You and daddy had intercourse. She smiled at her son's direct, but still within safe parameters answer. She was stroking the edge of the blanket between her two fingers. She felt the thread from the seam on the blanket coming loose. Right. Intercourse, she said. 
Her finger continued to stroke the blanket. Looking down she noticed that the edge of her perfect blanket had begun to fray. She looked back at her son. I was a virgin before I met your father, she said. But that was only two years ago, she paused and weakly smiled as if she had just heard the punchline to an unfunny joke. So we didn't have intercourse to make you, she told her son. Tristan sat silently. I still love you like a son, but to be honest I have no idea what that means, she told him. I love you too, mom, her son said. Pamela's eyes started to fill with tears. Not because of her son's reply, but because this little boy felt required to say that to her. Where's your sister? She asked him trying to change the subject. Then she remembered. Her service plan had been reduced to a single child due to lack of payment. Oh, that's right. She is with daddy. It was bring your daughter to work day or something like that, she said. She looked at her son. He had no expression on his face. He just sat there waiting for the next verbal cue that would get their conversation back on script. The doorbell to their residence chimed. Pamela was expecting her husband. She couldn't wait to hear the playful, charming words she had written for him. Maybe he needed help carrying something inside like when he bought her that full-length synth fur coat. She opened the door with a gesture. Good afternoon. I am Enmity Agent 402B and I have been requested by the company to pay you a special in-person visit to make sure that you are satisfied with your current service plan. He told her. Pamela was speechless. She simply turned and led the visitor into the seating area of her residence. While walking, she untied her apron and clutched it in front of her. The enmity agent sat on the sofa right where she and her pretend husband usually made love. Finding her voice she asked, Are you here to discuss my upgrade request? I am sorry, but we cannot upgrade your plan to the previous weekly two-child package. The enmity agent told her. Once the payment processing department issues a warning you are automatically reduced to the basic package level for a probationary period. How long is that? She asked. Two weeks. The agent told her. Okay then, she said looking down at the now wrinkled apron in her hands. Let's suspend all services for two weeks and then continue with the previous happy family package at that time. She held the apron out in front of her then began folding and smoothing it on her lap. She didn't look back at the enmity agent. As you wish. She emptied the bottle of wine into her glass. It had just started getting dark outside her large residence windows. Sitting at the dining room table, she waited for the doorbell to ring. It was a little odd that her family needed to ring the doorbell, but after two weeks they had been removed from the residence's approved occupants registry. Enmity had asked her several times to confirm this unusual schedule change once the payment probation had ended. She insisted that this was the way she wanted to resume services. Hello, everyone. So happy to see you all. She told them after gesturing the front door open. She had not submitted any dialogue for them. What they said wasn't important. She mostly just needed them to listen. Please, she gestured once they reached the dining room table, take your usual seats, she told them. The little girl playing Elise looked a little different from how she remembered her. Your grandfather would have loved to meet you, she told the children once they were all seated. You too, honey, she told her pretend husband, 
unable to break the habit of calling him honey, he would have been so happy to see us sitting together like this. Or he would have been happy thinking that it made me happy, she told her pretend family. Wait. This must be confusing. Let me explain, she continued. I didn't lose my children tragically, she looked at the children, and I am not a tragic young widow, she said to her husband. I am the tragedy. Her family sat there in silence. They didn't have a script and would only improvise if it was within safe parameters. This conversation obviously wasn't. Two years ago my father died suddenly. His life insurance from Enmity made all this possible, she said motioning to the residence and its charming and perfect decor. This was somehow his dying wish for me. He thought I needed help and added this strange failsafe to his insurance to do that. The funny thing is he never told me he was disappointed in me. After he died, an enmity agent showed up with the order to move me to Sweetwater and I figured it out, she paused and looked out the window at the night sky. I think I wanted this to make me happy so that it felt like he had done something to help me. Once I got a taste of this perfect family life I wanted as much as possible. I would have paid for all of you to be here daily in a silly display of perfect domestic bliss if that was possible, she told them. Her pretend family just looked at her. Just a minute, she said bringing up her visor and gesturing something into it. Cancellation authorization B3C7F15, she said. There was a harsh tone. Confirmation messages appeared on everyone's visors sitting at the table. Okay, so that's done, Pamela told the strangers that used to be her family. I know you probably just have to go to some other residence tomorrow and do the same thing, but I wanted to have you here to say thank you for helping me through this, she told them. I know this is probably breaking some rule, but that's it. Just thanks. The people at the table all looked up at her. So, should we go now? The boy that used to be Tristan asked her. Yeah, I guess, she told him. This is my first time canceling my family. Sorry about your dad, the girl who might have been Elise just for tonight told her. Pamela smiled at her. They all started to get up from the table. Walking past what used to be their bedrooms, she had the strange feeling this was now someone else's home. She wondered how soon she would need to leave. As they got to the door she put her hand on the shoulder of the man with whom she had spent many passionate afternoons. Please forgive me for the whole cheesecake thing. Don't mention it, pumpkin. Already forgotten. He told her. It was a little piece of wonderful, she said. What about us? He asked her. We'll always have sweet water, darling, she said in her best movie star voice, as she gestured the door closed on her pretend life. Enmity Stories. This story was brought to you by the Enmity Corporation and was produced using licensed AI voice technology. For more stories, please visit enmitycorp.com or subscribe on your preferred podcast platform. 